0: Okay, Grace just told me going to In and Out at 12 is weird. Wait, why? Oh, because you only
1: go. <laughs> I online.
2: thought you were going at 10 30. I at the other
1: 12. I thought you were going uh, at 10.30. Wait, More people true. go at the other 12. It's true. 12 a.m. What's wrong with going at 10 30 in the morning? Brunch. It seems
2: wild to me. Okay, in- you know I've been starting every
1: day with steak breakfast. It's been awesome, y'all. I'm all about it. There's nothing wrong with burgers in the morning, steak in the morning. That's good for you. That's why breakfast burrito is the best breakfast of all time. Stay. Chorizo
0: breakfast burrito. Steak. Protein. Oh, Welcome to This is Kingdom.
3: Can
4: we start No, 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 no. Let's keep, it. Know, keep, that it. keep it. That was keep good. good. Keep that was good. good. That was good. That was good. Keep <laughs> it. That'll be funny. Keep it.
1: I think that was the weirdest keep going. Keep going. thing this happened. They <laughs>
2: love it. They love it. Welcome to <laughs> This is <laughs> Kingdom.
0: This is Grace.
1: This is Talon. This is TJ. This oh. is... <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going.
0: I voice cracked.
1: TJ is in some kind of mood right now. Hollis, you need to read this. The
0: talk we are reading this week and talking about is "In the Path of Their
1: Duty" by Elder David A. Bednar. All right, y'all. I just want to tell you about the man that I want to be like when I grow up, and I grew up in his ward. His name's Brother Moon Len Moon. This just was an old man in our ward. And he just was good to the core. He served in the Air Force. So I'm like, oh, that's good. For like, I'm a kid. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, like Mm. he's a baller. And we were signed to home teaching. My dad was like, honestly, my dad's the one who taught me how to minister because he ministered before ministry was even a thing. And we'd go to his house all the time. And I wouldn't say much. Like I was pretty quiet. I would kind of just sit there and zone out for most of it. But every single time, like he would make me feel so good about myself. And like, I didn't feel like I was that good of a kid, but he made me feel like I was top-notch every single time. And every single Sunday, he'd be there and he'd be helping with chairs, like putting them up, taking them down. He served like two or three missions with his wife. Like that was just like his life. They just like serve missions. And he lived in a 65 plus community where it's just like all elderly people in that neighborhood. And he was the go-to man. Like anytime something broke down or anytime somebody needed help or anytime somebody needed anything, he was the man... That they would call. And that's just the way that he lived his life. Like his life was service. And I think the reason that's the guy I want to be when I grow up is because there was never like big awards given to him. There was never like anything flashy or like these big callings or anything. He was just a man who did good day after day without seeking any recognition. And I'm like, that's that's who I want to be. I love that. And I love that. So when Elder
4: Bednar gave this talk. Thinking about that talent is like, uh, I feel like when Elder Bednar gave this talk, he just took everyone in the church that's kind of like that man, and like the ones that, like all of us who are just trying to do good, and maybe it doesn't not, not all the biggest blessings come all at once, and, and maybe we don't always feel super hyped about all these, you know, the good things we're doing, and he just took all of us people, and he just gave us a big hug. <laughs> that literally was my thought. I was like, Elder Bednar just gave the whole church a big hug oh. with his talk. All he was doing was praising those who feel maybe a little forgotten, maybe feel like their efforts aren't enough, maybe feel like whatever, but they just keep going and they keep trying to keep the commandments and they're trying to walk in covenant relationship. He just took him and gave him a big hug. And I was like, what a message from one of the boldest apostles. And it's so comforting to know that if they're supposed to say what Jesus would say, and that means if Jesus was here, he would take all these people feeling this way
1: and a big old hug. Mm. Well, th- this is his exact quote, and I love it. When he's talking about people who do good and maybe don't get recognition, this is what he said. He says, I love you, I admire you, I thank you, and I commend you. And I'm like, those are mm. those are tender words from an apostle of like, man, the, you are the people that we need. Like those people who do good without anything in return. Like you are the people we need.
3: Mm.
2: I've been watching my roommate. She's my very best friend in the whole entire world. I just simply am obsessed with her. Over the past... I would say like three months, a lot of people that are really close to her have been going through really, really, really difficult things. And I have seen her give her entire life to help them. And anytime they need something, she is the first one to say she will go. And she might have other plans and then they ask her to hang out and she will drop everything so she can go with them. It's not even a question in her mind. She just instantly knows she will go. And a couple nights ago, I walked up to her room and she was just crying so, so hard. And it was kind of weighing on her, I think. And I didn't say much. It was just kind of, that's the how the night ended. But I remember thinking, God knows how much she's trying. And he sees the effort. And mo- like most people in the world, when you're trying so hard and you're trying to do so many important and good things and you're trying to bless so many lives, most of the time it feels like everyone looks at you and they say, you're giving 60% to every aspect of your life. And then you go home and you kneel down and you tell God, I have been giving you 130%. I have been giving you everything. And everyone looks at me like I'm giving 60% and I'm failing and I'm doing a horrible job. And I love when the prophet said, the Lord loves effort. Because I wish that I could just think in my head, the Lord does not love perfection and he does not love fill in the blank, but he does love trying He loves when you try and when you feel like the whole entire world is seeing 60% and oh, it doesn't look like you're doing a great job in your life right now and everything seems to be falling apart and you're not really putting your all like you used to. God sees the 130%. And I think he would just look at you and say, no, no, no. I love effort. I love that you're trying and you're trying is enough because you actually really are just trying and that's perfect for me. I love that. You're doing a great job. And I think that there's some moments that we just need to look at people and we need to say, I see that you are trying and that is plenty. You are doing so good. I see the 100% when everyone else only sees the
0: 30%.
2: Some people just need that.
0: I love that. It really reminds me that I feel like there are so many people out there that are doing good every single day and they feel like no one is watching. They are doing good. They're doing the right thing and they feel like it's amounting to nothing. And this really reminds me of little high school boy, Hollis. Like, growing up, I was a natural people pleaser. Everything I did, I wanted other people's approval. I wanted other people to like me. If I did something... And other people didn't like it, I wouldn't like it. If I did something good and other people didn't see it, I'd be like, wait, that's a waste of time. Why would mm. I do something that other people wouldn't see? You know, because we just love that feeling. And I listen to your story. I listen to Elder Bednar's talk. I listen to you talk about your roommate. And one thing that I feel like is common throughout all of these stories is who they place their confidence in. If we place our confidence in people and their approval, we will be sad every single time. We will always feel like we're not doing enough because we are always seeking other people's attention. But if we are placing our confidence in God, we can know without a matter of doubt that we are doing enough because we have placed our confidence in God, a being who sees us. It is so sad to place our confidence in imperfection when you start placing your confidence in perfection, I think that's when you can feel the magic happen. Mm.
1: There's this part in in 3 Nephi when Jesus' is teaching is so interesting to me that he says, those who do things publicly have their reward. Their reward is that people see them doing good, right? And he says, those who do good in secret will be rewarded publicly. And I I, I thought a lot about like, what is that public reward? And I just feel like when you go about doing good in secret— God is going to bless you with meaning. He's going to bless you with purpose. He's going to bless you with connection. He's going to bless you with real fulfillment. And sometimes I think so much we seek that validation from other people. We we seek to be seen. That's a reward. Like that's something. That fulfillment that comes when you just seek to do good in private is so much sweeter. Like it's, it's so much better.
4: Yeah, it's so interesting because I feel like There's certain talks that kind of hit for those kind of like my like the prodigal sons out there, you know what I mean? And I got love from my prodigal sons. That was me right in high school. This talk I love is so good for for people more like my wife, Lo, because she was just good like growing up, you know, and she struggled more with the consequence of being so good. Right. People pointing at kind of like the great and spacious building, like pointing and and, uh, wanting to shame, you know, doing those good things. And I just got to say, like, I got so much love for the youth and for everyone who's sitting here listening to this who are just being good and doing good. And maybe you feel like your efforts aren't enough, kind of like what we're talking about. And I just, I'm just thinking of these, I got these boys, these baseball boys, I got so much love for them, because they've kind of, you know, because when you're in high school, and you're an athlete, it's easy to want and to go into and do those crazy, fun, dumb things. And I'm sure they've done some of that. But I just love that they have this little group that they take to the temple together and they're all just getting their mission calls right now. And it just makes me so happy. And I just have to say, man, we, like those of you sitting there, who are just being good and doing good, man, we just, we praise you, Mm -hmm. you know, and we love you and keep going, keep doing it. Things are not, your time and your effort and your discipleship is not wasted. There's not some fun, crazy thing out there that is going to fulfill you more than this lifestyle that you've been doing.
1: It's funny you brought up low. Cause I, I was just thinking of like Dre. And I remember this one time we were, we were taking flowers from someone. I'm like, oh yeah, let's knock on the door, give them the flowers. And she's like, no, like I'd rather just give them the flowers, write a little note, not tell them who it's from. And just, I just want them to know they're loved. Like, that's it. And I like was so inspired by that because none of it was about her being seen. None of it was about her getting recognition. She's like, I want that person to feel love, period. I had this experience that my parents were moving and I was already moved out of the house and, and I went back to help them move. And I'm like, oh, I'm like the strong one in the family. I'm like, I'll move the dressers. I'll move the fridge. I'll move the washers. Like, I'm ready to do the, the heavy lifting. And I get there, I'm like, mom, what do you want me to do? And she's like, can you fold the socks? And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't come to fold the socks. Like I came to do the heavy lifting. And she's like, well, listen, the job we need done right now is for the socks to be folded. Like that's, that's the next step. And if you want to do that, that would be great. And I think sometimes I want these like big glorious, like jobs that are like seen and like strong, you know what I mean? (laughs) But it's like, sometimes the the job God has for us is folding the socks. And that is just as needed. It's just as helpful. And and it just makes me want to be the person. It's like, yeah, well, Whatever the calling is, whatever the opportunity to help is, like big or small, like I'll, I'll fold the socks. I'll do the little mm. thing.
0: I think sometimes we fall in love with the product rather than the process. Like I know so many people. Like I want to go to law school. I want to go to med school because I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. And then Which they get mad there. respect. Mad respect mad for respect. those people. I love that. <laughs> do your thing. But when they get there, the process is what's hard. Like wait, actually hate this. I don't want this. And I've talked to some friends recently who are like, that's why I dropped out of law school. That's why I dropped out of med school because I fell in love too much with what I thought I was going to get in return. I was like, maybe we should fall in love more with the process, fall in love more with the action instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to be this so people can see. What if I'm doing this because I know who I'm doing it for? I know I'm doing this for God and that's enough for me. So falling in love more with folding socks, you know, mm. falling in love with the little things because that is what will actually help us. It's not the end product. I have
4: to just yell at this. I know there's someone sitting here and I just need to yell at you for a second. Someone that's <laughs> listening. And I think there's maybe a, a youth here that feels like that you've been doing good and, you, and you've and you been preparing. And, and then your friend gets called to be the leader of your youth group. You know, I don't know what they're called anymore, but yeah. the president of whatever And maybe you've been putting in the work and you feel like you're ready for the leadership role and then you don't get it. And maybe you're a little bit frustrated because maybe you had a sibling or a friend or someone in your group that has certain achievements and they're doing certain things in the kingdom and you feel like you're not doing that much. And I just have to say, I just need to yell at you and just say, you are right where you need to be. God has you right where you need to be. And your group needs you, your quorum needs you, your family needs you. You are right where God needs you to be and he has a plan for you. And he has a purpose in your journey right now. All my
3: words fall short. I got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs. As I often do But every song must end And you never do So I throw up my hands And praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah Hallelujah And I know it's not much But I've nothing else fit for key Except for a heart singing Hallelujah Hallelujah See you
2: next week!